0: And that is how you get it done. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk capitals hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the big night for Hunter Shepard as he made his NHL debut was kind of a mixed bag for him. I think that he played rather well, all things considered. The defense had some gaps here and there. I'm not saying that Hunter Shepard wasn't out of position here or there, but ultimately, he picked up his first NHL victory, and that's something to be proud of. A little bit later in the show, we will talk about a scary moment for the Capitals and what it's going to mean for the future as Rasmus Sandin was injured and left the game. But just to get it going here, we will talk about the Caps as they finally pick up a big victory. And this wasn't an eked out victory. This wasn't something that had to go to overtime or the shootout. This was a legitimate regular season win and it was a team victory. And that's ultimately what I liked about it. It wasn't one guy just really excelling and kind of showing everyone up. This was a team victory And I loved it. I loved the whole thing about it. And what is one of the things that I believe right here, right now, is I think that they have crossed over the hill. And now they're headed into what we've seen the Capitals be before in previous years. And I know some people are probably going to say, Dan, you're getting ahead of yourself. This was just one victory. Have you seen their record? And I get all that. I do. But this team was dialed in. From the moment go when the puck dropped in the first period, this was a changed team. And I ultimately think that whatever happened, you know, maybe it was a meeting with Spencer Carberry or the assistants, or maybe there was a team meeting that we'll find out about in days, that this was just a changed team. Now, the flip side of that coin is, is that to start the second period, it was kind of like the old Capitals from earlier this season, you know, a couple games ago but ultimately in the third period it was a team binding together it showed great tenacity fortitude and just the willingness to say we are not going to lose this game despite the fact that we had a 3 to nothing lead and we gave that up and actually gave up the lead for a period there in the game we were able to fight fight our way back claw our way back into the game and pick up the victory, the W. That's what it's all about. It wasn't a you know a point because they made it to overtime. This was a real legitimate win for the Capitals. And I know it's funny, you know. There's probably going to be other people listening to this podcast and go, listen to this guy carrying on over just picking up a victory. This was a big victory for the Capitals. Make no mistake about it, a moral victory. It was a victory that kind of shows that they're headed in the right direction. And one of the players that I'm most happy for. Is Anthony Mantha. He started the whole thing off by getting the first goal. And I was thinking to myself, wow, this is already a different game than I think anyone had penciled out. And just a really, really great night for Anthony Mantha, all things considered. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here and think that, you know, he's a changed man, but he did have one heck of a night. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, relatively speaking, as he got a goal uh, and an assist on the night, plus three shots on goal. So just a really great night for Anthony Mantha. There are two players that it appears to me were benched. If we look at Alexi Protus, he only had five minutes and 22 seconds of game time. Same thing goes for Matthew Phillips. Matthew Phillips only was on the ice for five minutes. Thirty-eight. So despite the fact that Matthew Phillips, you know, that everyone was drinking the Kool-Aid on Matthew Phillips, that he struggled in this game. And maybe we will find out more, uh, you know, tomorrow or in the coming days here, ultimately what was behind that. But I think that Spencer Carberry was fully engaged and he was thinking to himself, I am not going to let this team lose another game. Because if you continue down that negative spiral, only bad things are going to happen. And he just put the best players out on the ice that were going to give him the best chance to win. And by God, they ended up picking up a victory. And it feels really good. And I'm sorry that I'm a little bit celebratory here. But uh, this team has struggled uh, quite immensely here for quite some time. The biggest thing that changed in this game for me was the success on five-on-five. On five. That is something that has eluded them until tonight, It's just playing great together as a unit, five-on-five five hockey, not constantly being on the PK or the PP, just playing really solid as a five-man unit. Again, Anthony Mantha, for me, had, was the, had a breakout night, a goal and an assist. Uh, Strom, Ovechkin, Mantha, and Evgeny Kuznetsov all had multi-point games. Uh, and Strom, you know, I, I'll talk about him a little bit later in this segment, but he has been the saving grace offensively for this team. Uh, just a really positive moment. And it just he has this infectious thing about him that when he scores a goal, it just it lights up everyone on the ice and on the bench. Uh, Strom has just been a really positive piece to this Capitals team. Like I talked about, uh, he was the saving grace. Strom leads his club with four goals this season. Just a very impressive season for Dylan Strom. We know that when he came here that he was going to be pretty good, but he has far exceeded everyone's expectation last year and this year, and just I'm glad they were able to find a way uh, to get him uh, to a new deal and that he will be a capital for quite some time. The defense for the Caps was solid for the most part. A rough start to the second for the Caps as the devil scored three goals in a matter of two minutes, 11 seconds. And the one thing that I like about, Uh, what Spencer Carberry did is he didn't pull Hunter Shepard. And I'll talk about Hunter Shepard later in the show, but they stuck with him. Uh, I think that nothing would have set uh, Hunter Shepard off on the wrong foot then to get yanked in his first NHL game. And ultimately, the goals that were given up, again, I'm not going to absolve Hunter Shepard from all the guilt. But with that said, you know they kind of hung him out to dry. There were some broken plays out there that led to a majority of those goals. I'm going to go ahead and say, as for me, if I'm going to rank... Uh, Hunter Shepherd's night I'm gonna say that he did one heck of a job and I would like to see a little bit more of him if the opportunity presents itself It marked the second straight game that the caps gave up two goals uh in 48 seconds um so it was just you know a tough moment out there for the capitals as they gave up goals in quick, succession. And that was the moment that I'm like, this is going to be, I'm going to have to talk to you guys again about a game where the Capitals had a lead and gave it up, even though this was the first game in, uh, that they had the lead. But you know what I'm talking about where they had some momentum and then they gave it up. They had some momentum and gave it up. This was a really engaged Capitals team. Again, that's why I was talking about off the top of the show there that I think they finally gone over the hill here and now, they are going to be in a good position. I'm not going to say they're not going to lose another game, but I think that things are finally clicking. Spencer Carberry systems are finally being implemented and followed. The second period also saw New Jersey double up on the caps and shots 14 to seven and take the 16 to 15 shooting advantage in the game. That's what I was talking about. The second period for the Capitals was a tough one as, you know, it would definitely, the Hughes out there and uh, Toffoli, and they have a lot of firepower on that team, They really threw the kitchen sink at the Capitals. So you got to think that Lindy Ruff really kind of was laying the smack down in between the first and second period and going, what's going on here, guys? Let's bring it to them. Uh, And it was a rough second period. Ultimately, the Capitals had that resolve. They found a way to, to, to battle back. And that's ultimately how they ended up winning the game in the second and third period. Strom scored in the first two minutes with his second of the night to even the score on the power play. And minutes later, Mantha found McMichael in front to restore the lead for Washington. And that's what I'm talking about. A great night for Mantha, a great night for McMichael as well. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. A really great team victory. It wasn't just one player in particular pulling on the rope. It was all of the players. uh, And it was just a really great night, all things considered. So taking a look at goals, it was Anthony Mantha. It was Ovechkin, Milano, McMichael, and two for Dylan Strom, you can't ask for a whole lot more. This was a team that was engaged and hellbent on winning a hockey game, and that is exactly what they did. And as Caps fans, this is positive momentum. There is not a lot of negative to take away uh, from this game other than the fact that what what we know Sandine is injured to the extent at which I don't know as I record this at uh, 1049 local. And also that the, the, the defense and the Capitals as a whole kind of took their foot off the gas. To start the second period. Now, that isn't the end of the book. The story, the rest of the story had yet to be written as the Capitals battled back towards the tail end of the second and third period and rallied to pick up the dub. And it feels pretty good, I gotta say, uh, because I really did not wanna talk to you guys again yet about another Capitals loss. Those things are never a fun thing for me to do. Milano had a second goal, but it was overturned after it was determined that Kuzi was offside. That's when the Capitals were really rolling. And I was looking at it like, this is the team that I've been waiting to see this entire season. I'm glad they're finally here, but where have they been the whole time? Uh, So just uh, even though it got washed out, Milano engaged. uh, And that was a part of the positivity out there as well. Uh, The Caps uh, had faith in Shep, like I said, and didn't pull him. And then Sandine took an odd hit from uh, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler in the third period and subsequently went back to the bench and headed down the tunnel. Uh, so Siegenthaler, of course, of former capital. Many people say that the cap should not have let him go. Uh, but in any event, he kind of just stood up straight, and Sandine kind of just plowed into him, and uh, it was a rough. It was a rough thing there. And we, what is one of the things that we know about Sandine for sure is that he is one of the key pieces uh, for the Capitals on the blue line. So how are they going to proceed after this? Uh, it is going to be a bit difficult because, like I say. Uh, he is uh, the number two on the Capitals uh, right now in defense behind uh, John Carlson. But what is one of the things that we know? We have Alexiev, we have Lucas Johansson, we have Hardy Octel, we have Vinny Iario. There are options. Are they all on par with Rasmus Sandin? No, they are not. But uh, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself as we do not know how long that Rasmus Sandin is going to be injured uh, and how long he's going to miss. But for right now, uh, that is what I know for sure is that he is injured and he left the game uh, and yet to be determined as to exactly how much time he is going to miss. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will do that. We will talk about Rasmus Sandin and his injury. Uh, This wasn't the right thing to have happen and we didn't want this to happen, but injuries are all a part of the season. We'll talk about Rasmus coming up. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And sometimes, if you're watching a game, you're not that into it. If you have a little bit of money on it, That makes it that much more exciting. Say you're watching a Commander's game, put some money on it. All of a sudden, the game is that much more engaging. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit Fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. The hockey season is here and I've got you guys covered, not to mention so many great guests lined up for you. So make sure and subscribe or... Follow Locked On Capitals today. So, one of the low points of the game was Rasmus Sandin leaving the game with an injury. Like I talked about in the first segment there, Siegenthaler kind of stood up and was like a brick wall. And Rasmus Sandin kind of just ran into him and uh, left the game down the tunnel. And that is all we know as I record this uh, late in the evening here. But... I will have you guys covered tomorrow if we have any updated information on Rasmus Sandin's condition, but never, never an ideal situation. As like I said, he is the number two, I'm going to say, uh, in the organization on the blue line, so not an optimal situation. He took that odd hit from Siegenthaler in the third period and did not come back. So not a really great thing to have happen. Uh, We're hoping that, you know, the Capitals' depth is going to rise up. And what is one of the things that we know for sure, uh, you can even ask Hunter Shepard about this, is that oftentimes one man's injury is another man's opportunity. And I think that that is going to be the case uh, for one of the other blue liners, take, you know, Alexia, Lucas Johansson, Hardy Hama tel or, you know, Vinny Ayari, one of those kind of players that they're going to have to step up if, in fact, Rasmus Sandin is going to be missing any substantial amount of time or any amount of time they're going to need to fill that gap. So, it is not an optimal situation as we are already just in the beginning part of the season and they're already out another blue liner in Joel Edmondson, a player that came over in the off season from the Habs and the, the Capitals uh you know just bolstered their blue line but all of a sudden now uh, we're dealing with injuries and you know one of the things that you have to have to have a successful team is depth and that is one of the things that the Capitals have almost a log jam on uh, is on the blue line there is a lot of you know players that are vying uh, for positions on the big team so Again, I am not too concerned. I know that Rasmus Sandin' uh, his position is an ultimately an easy one to fill, but uh, that is what's going to have to happen here, and it's going to put the team through its paces. The one thing that we hope for is that it's not an extended injury, as we remember last season when John Carlson missed a substantial amount of time. How the Capitals struggled. I know that uh, there were players on the team that stepped up and filled up in you know for in his absence. But it's never an ideal situation when you have these guys that maybe are less than the guy that uh, is injured trying to f- be a stopgap. Because uh, let's face it, if you take a look at Rasmus Sandin, he plays a huge role on this team, and the Capitals had big plans for him. As you know, Garnet Hathaway, Dmitri Orloff uh, were traded out to the Bruins. The Bruins uh, got a first-round pick. Um, and or excuse me, the Capitals got a first round pick and Craig Smith. The Capitals in turn sent Gustafson in the first round pick up to Toronto. The Capitals got Rasmus Sandin, um, so they really you know did a lot of uh, positioning in order to get Rasmus Sandin because they wanted to address the blue line that was a bit of a concern last season, a, a real concern. Um, so I you know to say that he's going to miss a substantial amount of time and the team is not going to miss him is wouldn't be accurate, but You got to make the best of a bad situation. And let's just hope that he's not going to miss a whole lot of time because when he is dialed in, Rasmus Sandin is a dynamic player. And uh, again, this team is going to perform that much better with him in the lineup. Uh, So we hope that he's ultimately not missing too much time. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the great evening for Hunter Shepard. At 27 years old, he made his NHL debut Just a really special night for him, all things considered. You know, he did allow some goals here and there. But all in all, I think he played one heck of a night. We'll talk about him coming up. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. There's unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and more. These can lead to supply chain shortages for medications, or the inability to get medication in a timely manner. The Jace case is a personalized emergency metal kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizable uh, for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit your family's unique needs. Listen, there is a lot of uncertainty in the world. You need one certainty that is why you need Jace Medical. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at Medical.com. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Alex Ovechkin could score 50 goals, the Capitals could hoist this Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Uh, Sometimes if you're watching a game, you want to be more engaged. How about playing fantasy hockey and having a little bit of money on the game? To win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of 8-player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. Locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into this edition of Locked on Capitals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So it was a big evening for Hunter Shepard, as we know, as this was his first, this was his NHL debut. We know he played in the preseason. Played really good, all things considered. And then when the cuts were made, he was sent down to Hershey. We know that Clay Stevenson has been with the team. But ultimately, when they knew a back-to-back was coming up, they did the right thing. And they called up Hunter Shepard, who has been lights out 2-0-0 for the Hershey Bears this season. And he is the guy. He he is the guy that was the MVP of the Calder Cup last year and finished two amongst all AHL goalies last season. So to say that his resume speaks for itself would be an understatement, but just a really great night. And I'm going to say a great night for Hunter Shepard out there as he stood on his head and made some 10 bell saves. And that's what kept the Capitals in the games. And that is a common thread you'll hear me talk about in the show is giving credit where credits due. He saved eighteen of twenty-two, and he was up against it. He was tested and under great duress, and he had you know the stressful situation of his team being ahead uh, by three, and then all of a sudden giving up three goals, and then giving up another goal, and actually being behind in the game. You got to think that for uh, the first game for a guy in the NHL, that had to be pretty stressful. What did he do? Did he panic? Did he falter? Did he start giving up a, a bunch more goals? No. He dialed himself in because he had the history. He was lights out for the Hershey Bears. Uh, He was lights out for the college that he played at, for UMD for so many years that he had the history. Uh, The unfortunate thing, I I guess I would say for Hunter, is that he's 27 years old, and this is only his first NHL game. It was my long belief here, and if you're in everyday of the show, you know I've spoke of, that I think that ultimately he could be the Capitals' number two. I understand that they have Charlie Lingren under contract. However, they could also view him as a trade option. Um, and I think that if the Capitals could get a favorable return for Charlie Lingren, I do think that Hunter Shepard would be a viable option at backup. All he did tonight was kind of kill it for the most part. I know, again, that he gave up a bunch of goals in short order, but for at least a good chunk of those, I would say it was broken plays And, you know, just him being under pressure. And one of the things that Spencer Codberry spoke of was hanging your goalie out to dry. And there were portions of the game tonight where that was the case. There weren't a lot of softballs that he allowed in, if you will. There might have been some where he was out of position. But all things considered, I think that Hunter played really well. I think that, you know, if Charlie Lindgren continues to miss more time, I think that he deserves another shot at some point. Probably won't be for a while. As we know, that Darcy Kemper is the number one, but if called upon, I have no reservations about what kind of netminder Hunter Shepard is. He played one heck of a game for the Capitals tonight, and I think that he deserves the tip of the hat from all of us as fans. It's just, you know, having a lights-out game and just a really positive uh, number three for the Capitals. And the interesting uh, thing about that is that for the longest time, Fukale was the number three netminder in the organization. Of course, we know that he went over to the KHL, but when Hunter Shepard takes control of the net... He does not let it go. That was Zach Fukale's net last or uh, not this season, but the season before that uh, down in Hershey. And guess what? Hunter Shepard got his opportunity and made the most of it. And subsequently, this last season, the season that they won the Calder Cup, there was Fukale on the team and there was Hunter Shepard. Hunter Shepard was by far the premier netminder. And ultimately, why he's number three in the organization. Zach Fukali knows, and he ultimately saw that there's not going to be a lot of opportunities. Uh, I think that ultimately that's why he vied for going over to the KHL and Hunter Shepard. I think he realized that would be a big competition for him, and ultimately it wouldn't be worth it. But just a really great night for Hunter Shepard, a big night for Anthony Mantha, a big night for Dylan Strom and the Capitals. This is a team victory. And as Capitals fans, you should all feel really great about what we saw tonight. Again, is there things that I would fix? Of course. The, the games that you watch, none of them are going to be perfect. There's always going to be things that you're going to want to tinker on and fix here and there. But all things considered, the Caps you know, came back from pretty great odds. A big victory. They gave up the, the lead. And then all of a sudden, the, the Devils had the lead there for a while. And what happened? The Capitals stormed back and picked up a big victory. A lot to be happy about. And as Caps fans, you should hold your head up high as it was finally a big victory. We can stop talking about the losing streak and what is this team doing Don't get me wrong, there's still things that they need to work on, but all things considered, I'm happy about the product that I saw out on the ice tonight. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen and watch this podcast five days a week. You are are what makes this podcast successful. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capital's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.